Welcome to this episode of Grind Hard, Hustle Smart. And you already know if you're listening that it's not about the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. Meaning, if you ain't got the talent, if you ain't got the skills, then you better be grinding hard. If you ain't got the availability or the opportunity, then you better be hustling smart, getting out there and getting everything that you believe is yours. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Strap up, get your seatbelt on. Let's get ready for this message. It's game time. It's go time. Let's go. Welcome to today's episode of Grind Hard, Hustle Smart with me, Charles Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a good one for you today. It's going to be an awesome, awesome word. I don't know any other way to put it. We're going to talk about authenticity. We're going to talk about the fight, the drive, the will to win, and just being willing to look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. So, and I was just ruminating over this in my mind as I went throughout today, you know, that past few weeks. Like, what in the world? Charles, why are you not as known as a speaker as you can be? Why is your podcast not blowing up like you think it should blow up? Why Why aren't you doing all these things, Charles? Why Why are you not among the greatest? Why are you not being noticed? Why are, not, why are you not critically acclaimed? Why, Charles? Why? And then I had to revert back to uh, something David Goggins said, and I've been listening to his book, his audio book, Can't Hurt Me. I recommend you all go get it. And what I noticed, and I'm just being truthful here, and I'll, I'll say the whole, I'll, I'll go back to what Jay-Z said, and, you know, allow me to re- reintroduce myself. That's, that's kind of where I'm at, because oftentimes when we get in these self-help environments, in these self-help atmospheres and motivational speaking, whatever you want to call it, we start saying all of, you know, trending keywords and, you know, things to hook people. Uh, we say all these cliches and all these quotes and these sayings, but there's no substance behind them. There's no authenticity behind them. They lack purpose. They lack they lack meaning because nobody's really, it's not really anything being said. Like it's the same thing when people say, you know, God forbid somebody passes away in your family and somebody says, man, I'll be there for you. You know, let me know if you need me. There's no meaning behind that because the moment you actually let them know you need something, you'll never hear from that person again. It's just something to say to pass the time. Does it mean anything in actuality? And so that's what I've been sitting here thinking about. And I was like, wow, Charles, what have you been doing, man? Like, your voice carries. People have told you that you're a great speaker. People have told you all these things. Why aren't you out here doing all the great things that you seek to do? You know, I'm sitting here at 35 years old. I'll be 36 next year on April 5th. And I wonder to myself, has my time ran out? Have I run out of time? Has my purpose come and gone? Has my usefulness run its course? And I will argue, always argue no. Because, uh, you know, you got to be your, big, your biggest advocate. No matter what. No matter what, you got to be your biggest advocate. Even, as, even if that's against your own negative mindset. You have to be your biggest advocate. So I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, yo, have I been saying all these stupid cliches all the time that have been played out over and over and over and over and over again. You know, you hear the old saying, you know, insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. How many times have we heard that? How many times have we heard that? 
We don't take any, it doesn't carry any substance, any importance, any meaning anymore. It's not as impactful as it used to be because it, it's been drawn out, played out. It's like the same song you hear on the radio over and over and over again. And every time it comes on, you just want it to hurry up and end or you turn off the radio because it's painful to hear. It's annoying. And so I was like, man, I need to get back to that place where I can just give people my perspective, my authentic perspective. It's time out for all the cliches and all the motivational quotes. That's not who I am. I can only tell you about the life that I've lived. You want to know about poverty? I can explain it to you. If you want to know about having your lights cut off, I can explain it to you. Having no water, I can explain it to you. Not having a job, I can explain it to you. Getting fired and getting back up again and again, I can explain it to you. Being a bad father at times, I can explain it to you. Being a bad husband at times, I can explain it to you. Falling away from God at times, I can explain it to you. Being a butthole many days of the week, I can explain it to you. De depression, anxiety, suicidal ideations, I can explain it to you. Rising from nothing to something, I can explain it to you. Rising from going, falling from grace and becoming nobody again, I can explain it to you. Losing your purpose, losing sight of your vision, sight of your purpose, I can explain those things to you because I've walked those streets, I've walked those sidewalks, I've done those things. So I sit here oftentimes and, you know, you compare yourself to those who are already great in the industry that you want to break into. You know, you think of the Eric, just think of Eric Thomas. You know, I'm going to an Eric Thomas conference here end of this week, Friday and Saturday. It's a virtual workshop that I'm going to. I just want to perfect my craft. And what what better person to help me be more authentically me than the goat? One of the goats, anyway. Eric Thomas. Used to be called the hip-hop preacher. Now he's Dr. Eric Thomas. Went from homeless to doctor. So I'm going to go get some tutelage, get some tutoring, mentorship. But I just think of that, like, Charles, are you trying to be him? And I realize more and more that you have to be uniquely you. Why? Because if you get so caught up in trying to be the person you aspire to be, you lose sight of you. You're not, you can't tell his story because you didn't live it. You can't tell that person's story because you did not live it. I would say you emulate the work ethic, not the person. Emulate the habits that got him to where he or she is at this point in time. And the reason for why you aspire to be like them and emulate those habits. Emulate, emulate those ideations, not their character, not their personality, because you still have to be you. And people will know when you're not authentic, when you're just saying something that you've heard, when you're just saying something, you're just being repetitive. It's on repeat over and over and over and over again, and people get tired of it. They get tired of it. So be authentically you, man. That's what I'm working on more and more each and every single day. If I'm a butthole, I'm gonna be a butthole all the time. If I'm yelling, I'm yelling all the, I can't be nobody else than me. People say, Charles, you need to be a more polished speaker. You need to do this, you need to do that. It sounds like you're yelling. I can't help it. This is something that I'm passionate about. Sure, I got a big vocabulary and I can use all these massive words, but I, I don't, that, that's how you alienate people. I don't, I don't seem relatable. I always want to remain relatable. I don't want to ever seem as if 
I've rise to something that nobody else can attain. Because that's not who I am. That's not the roots of where I come from. Man, I came from some hard people, man. Hard people who fought, bled, sweat to get me to this point. What would I look like forgetting any of that ever happened? Acting as though I didn't come from that place. Man, we come from the gutter. Come from the gutter. The Felders is my mom's maiden name. Johnson is my dad's name. Man, we come from the gutter. The gutter. You know, migrant farmers, you, indentured servants, slaves. That's the gutter. And I stand on all my people's shoulders. That's how I could be authentically me. Let me remind myself daily on a constant basis where I come from. Because I can't go out and talk about where, what, I can't emulate Eric Thomas and his personality and his speech fluctuation and his passion about what he's speaking about because that's not what I need to speak about. I need to speak about me. And I would encourage you to do the same. That's why, you know, I love listening to David Goggins because that's, that's the point he drives home. That's the point he drives home. We got to be willing to understand that we're not out here trying to live other people's lives. We're trying to live our life. And you can emulate the idea. You can emulate the habits. You can emulate the day-to-day tasks that those people do to get to where they are. But don't emulate the man or the woman. Don't try to be them. You can't be them. You haven't lived their life. You haven't experienced what they've experienced. You have a unique life, like a, like, a, like a fingerprint. Yes, everybody was born into this world, just like everybody in this world has a thumb with a fingerprint on it. That's where the similarities end. You're not, your life is uniquely yours, period. And so this gets to the core of the matter, the core of the matter. Me and my life, right? Three things come to mind within, when I think about myself, the fight, the drive, and the will. How have I gotten to this place in life? How did I fall from grace? How did my military career end? How did my marriage end? How have my relationships played out? How have my work ethic played out? My school life played out? My speaking career played out? How have any of these things, how have the fight, the drive, and the will played a massive part in any of those things? And it comes down to identity. Because when, you're, when you realize you're not being authentically you, you can't fight like you used to fight. How can you be passionate about the fight if you're so busy trying to live somebody else's fight? Fight your fight. Fight your fight. Fight the fight that was uniquely made for you. And that's what we often forget sometimes. That's what I forget sometimes. Fight your fight, Charles. You don't fight that fight. You fight this fight. Fight your fight, Charles. Charles, you remember what it's like to eat pork and beans. You remember what it's like to eat grilled cheese sandwiches. You remember what it's like to eat top ramen. You remember what it's like to not be able to buy clothes when you had to beg for a car, when you had to wait for the church to give you something of substance, when you had nothing. That's the fight you're talking about, Charles. That's where you come from. Charles Johnson, who was held at gunpoint by the police. Charles Johnson, who was held at gunpoint getting robbed for a fitted cat with my homeboys. 
at, at, a, at, at a, a Five Points West Library in Birmingham. That's where you come from. Charles, you come from Syracuse, New York, raised in Fairfield, Alabama. That's where you come from, Charles. Tell the people the story that life isn't easy. Life isn't simple. But it's what you make. You got to be willing to get in the mud and the dirt and just grind hard and dig through it each and every single day, no matter what. Even if nothing positive seems evident on the horizon, you got to keep going. Because if you stop now, you'll never get to it anyway. What does it matter? It's a lose-lose if you quit. You're still going to be stuck in the gutter, and you're still going to lose the dream that you had because you didn't try to begin with. So you might as well go out there and do it anyway. Just like 50 Cent said, man, get rich or die trying. That's the fight. That's the fight. I remember when I, my first duty station, I was in Bamberg, Germany, Warner Barracks, Germany. My first, you know, year and a half in the army. And I was on the overweight program. And this is probably one of the most difficult times of my life because I'm making that transition from civilian to soldier. And I'm determining for myself how hard I'm, how much effort am I willing to put into this, really? And I remember the commander brought me in after a PT test and they flagged me and said, Charles, you are flagged for height and overweight. If you don't get straight in the next three months, you're going to be checked every month for the next three months. And by the third month, you're going to be out. And I literally went and fought. I had a game plan that I'm going to make sure my commander sees me in the gym each and every single day so that the decision to kick me out will be harder and harder because he knew I worked my ass off each and every single day. You can't kick the man out who you see in the gym lifting more than you, working out more than you, sweating more than you each and every single day. That's a hard decision to make because you know what the right decision is and you know what the legal decision is. And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you this and I'll tell everybody this. The moral decision and the legal decision are not always synonymous. Just because you have the authority to do something doesn't mean you should because you're, you have the decision in that moment to change the trajectory of somebody's life. Had my commander not had my commander decided to kick me out at that point in time, Charles Johnson would not be who he is today. And I remember, I'll never forget this day in my life, and he probably don't know how much this impact, impacted, you know, me and my life and my journey. I had a first sergeant by the name. I always looked up to him. He was, he, man, he was awesome. His name was uh, First Sergeant McCarran. He's sergeant, he's sergeant major retired now. He ended up retiring as a sergeant major at a battalion I was in at Fort Stewart. But he told me, he brought me in the office. And he sat me down and it was the first time anybody, a senior NCO, I was a, I was a private at the time. It was the first time anybody had told me and sat me down and had a heart to heart. And he said, he didn't say Private Johnson. He didn't say soldier. He said, he said, he said, brother, go out there and do what you need to do for your family. That, that, and that from, you know, man to man, that's what he said. He told me, brother, go out there and do what you need to do for your family because he saw the work I was putting in. The boxing matches, the I would do boxing practice in the morning, then go do PT after boxing, then go to work and do boxing again every day for months, months, 
in the grind. I mean, I got all the way down to 199 pounds from like 230, I think. Eating nothing. Eating nothing. And I put in that work, man. I literally fought to stay in the army. Literally. Literally fought to stay in the army. Boxing. That's the story of my life, man. Just fighting to stay alive. That's how I started in this world. I was born a premature baby. That's how you start. You fight to stay alive. And then you talk about the drive, man. <laughs> the drive. Because it's not enough to be in the fight. I'm going to tell y'all now. You can get in the fight each and every single day of your life. And if you don't have the drive to stay in it, you're going to lose. What's the difference between a man who wins and a man who loses? Is it getting knocked out? Or is it getting back up when you get knocked down? When you're tired, you taste blood in your mouth, your, your muscles ache, your, your face hurts, your eyes are swollen shut. What, what, what determines a winner and a loser? Because anybody could get in a fight. Anybody can talk that noise. But when you really get into the thick of it, how much are you willing to do? How long are you willing to endure it? Are you really quote unquote about that life like they say? This is something you gotta ask yourself all the time. Because people start off with these grandiose ideas of the man, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And then they get into the thick of it and realize that life isn't as easy as it seems. And they don't really have the drive that they thought they had. They didn't took the punches. They didn't took the bruises. They didn't took the blows. They didn't took the scrapes. They didn't take the black eyes. They didn't took the loose teeth, the, the missing teeth. They didn't bit their tongue. They didn't got knocked out. They didn't broke an arm. They didn't did something. They didn't fall backwards. They didn't lost a round. They didn't did something that was detrimental to their future. And they did, they lost the drive. They decided to give up. Why? Get into the fight is easy. Remaining in it, even if you're losing, is the hardest part. It's the hardest part. It's all about duration, mental toughness, mental fortitude, intestinal fortitude. How much pain are you willing to take? That's why I always go back to the old Rocky Balboa saying, right? Life ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, I'll beat you to your knees and keep you permanently there if you let it. But you, me, nobody's going to hit as hard as life. And it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out there and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. That's the essence of that quote, man, and I love it each and every single day. That is the drive. How bad do you really want it? Because if you don't have no drive, of course you're going to point to the next man and say, you didn't do what you were supposed to do in life because of that person. Whether it be your high school teacher, your college professor, your, the old sergeant that wouldn't take you to the promotion board. You know, whatever, you're always reaching for somebody else to blame. You're not looking in the mirror and saying, I'm not where I want to be because my heart was not in it. Look at it for the truth of the matter. We're always forcing things. We're always projecting stuff outward as if we're not the problem when we may be the problem. We're the common denominator in this situation. The only person that's in within our sphere of control is us. That pain of regret that you feel, you are probably more than likely nine times out of 10 the direct cause of it. Because even if somebody did you wrong, you still had the opportunity to make a difference. 
you still had the opportunity to change your perspective, to change your outcome, because you can control the controllables. And in your life, the controllables is you, how you think, how you behave, how you react, how you how you form your habits to get to where you want to be. And then the will, man. People don't talk about willpower enough. Will, man, some people can be getting their behinds whooped by life, but their willpower is just amazing. Amazing. You know, that's why I like listen to this David Goggins book, man. He, life, excuse my French, and kicked the shit out of this man from birth. And he got to budge and it happened even worse. He but broke both legs or some craziness. That's crazy, man. But he just had the sheer will to win. Keep going. I remember I had this buddy of mine in basic training. A little white kid named mine. His last name was Fulmer. And I can't remember. I want to say he was from Utah. And we was uh, on what they call NIC. We call it Nick at Night. And when you go to Nick at Night, you got to ruck march 12 to 15 miles or whenever the drill sergeant... Uh, when they ever they decide to stop and it's grueling man it's brutal you got blisters on your feet and it's just painful it sucks we're in Fort Sill Oklahoma it's hot it's humid you're wondering to yourself why the hell did I join the US Army I should have joined the Air Force it wouldn't be this difficult <laughs> and I remember Fulmer I remember I was at a point where I had like quarter soles, quarter size blisters on both of my feet. And they're bleeding and they're hurting. And that, that <laughs> you start seeing the Grim Reaper following you. That's the Humvee or the LMTV, the truck that's back there picking up the people who fall out, the people who give up. Then you're going to get recycled. That's what's going to happen because you quit. But uh, the Grim Reaper was behind you and you can hear it. You can hear the engine. You can hit a drill sergeant. If you want to quit, get in a truck. If you want to quit, get in a truck. And I remember I looked forward because it was marching by platoon. And I looked forward and I see little Fulmer. And this man had been plagued by stress fractures in his leg the entire time we were in basic training. He went to sit call. He didn't did everything. He didn't pass his PT test. And this man is walking during this 12 mile, 15 mile, I can't remember how long it was, ruck march in a boot from the doctor. You all seen those big black medical boots that people wear when they get when they break their leg or they get a fracture. That's what he was wearing. The entire time. And I, I thought to myself, like, if this man can make it, I think it was at the eighth mile, the ninth mile, ninth mile. If he can make it this far, why in the hell am I complaining about a blister? I don't have no stress fractures. If that man got the will to win, then damn it, I need to have the will to win too. Because if he hasn't given up and he has fractures, known, di medically diagnosed fractures in his leg, and this man is walking around in a medical boot, and we're at nine miles in, and he just grinded it out, why can't I grind it out for some blisters? Some blisters, man. Let me suck it up. Let me endure the suck, endure the pain. Let me find my will because I can't go back to my family. I can't go back to my family who's already impoverished. I can't go back to poverty or failure. So the only way for me is to finish this 12 mile march. I can't get in that truck. I'll be damned if I get in that truck. I get in that truck, it's over. 
I get in that truck, I gotta admit that I'm not as big as a man as I thought I was. And I get in that truck, I gotta admit that I was as much as a failure as everybody accused me of being before I got the basic training. If I get in that truck, I have to come to the realization that I don't want it as bad as I thought I wanted it. Yes, I got in a fight, but I ain't have the, 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 the drive to complete it, and I ain't have the will to win. I can't get in that truck. So whatever I do, I gotta keep going. Drill Sergeant back there steadily yelling, if you wanna quit, get in the truck. If it hurt too bad, get in the truck. If you don't have any heart, get in the truck. If you don't have any will to win, get in the truck. Privates, I'm telling you, you can get in the truck. There's room for you in the truck. There's water in the truck. There's AC in the truck. Get in the truck, private. Private, you get in the truck and can be over now. Private, the pain can stop today, private, if you just get in the truck. And I thank God each and every single day I didn't get in that truck. I didn't get in that truck. Because if I've been fighting to get a better life this long, and my drive has gotten me to this point, then my willpower can get me across the finish line. And that's just the truth of the matter. You gotta be willing to look in the mirror and be honest with you. Be honest with you. Are you at this point in your life living the life of someone else? That's what it comes down to. Are you who people say you are? Or do you know yourself to be different? And be 100% honest with yourself. If you're an asshole, say you're an asshole. If you're a deadbeat, say you're a deadbeat. If you're a bad student, say you're a bad student. If you don't like to read, say you don't like to read. If you don't want to work that hard, say you don't want to work that hard. And acknowledge it, because then you can get better from there. But if you never admit that you have these problems and that that is your identity, you will never get over them. You will always project them outwards as if there's somebody else's problem, as if that's somebody else's pain to endure, as if that's, that's somebody else's pain to suffer when it's yours. It's yours. We can sit here and act as if things are not happening to us each and every single day and walk around like life is all happy-go-lucky, or we can deal with the suck. We can deal with it. We can deal with it. And that's how we get through this life, man. There's no other way to get through this life but to go forward. So I told you in the beginning, if you want to know about suicidal ideations, come talk to me. You want to know about depression, anxiety, come talk to me. You want to know about rage, anger, come talk to me. You want to know about loss of purpose, come talk to me. You want to talk about divorce? Come talk to me. You want to talk about strain of relationships? Come talk to me. You want to talk about failure? Come talk to me. You want to talk about the toughness of life? Come talk to me. You want to talk about what the fight that it takes to keep going? Come talk to me. You want to talk about the drive and the will to win? Come talk to me. You want to talk about being your unique and authentic self? Come talk to me. We can have an honest and open conversation, I promise you. But we got to stop kidding ourselves. We're not as good as we think we are most of the time. That's what separates the good and the great. The great still reaching for the greater them, the greater version of themselves, and the good still think that they're great. We gonna got comfortable. Oh man, I got this job, man. I'm good. I'm good. Oh man, but you got the opportunity. Nah, I'm good. Cost me too much to get to where I am. I just give up here. I just give up here. Oh, man, the world is a lot bigger place, man. It's bigger than this ghetto, man. If you just put in a little bit of study and a little bit of work 
you know, you can go and do bigger things, man. Now nah, I'm good. I'm comfortable. And the crazy about the part that is, those same people will be later on in life blaming other people for why they didn't succeed in the places that they want to succeed in. Just like you can say, I'm good when you were comfortable back then, you can, you better be ready to say, I'm good because my comfortability back then right now too. Take accountability for it. Look in the mirror and say, you're not where you wanna be. I am not where I wanna be because I'm not the best version of me yet. I'm telling you all this right now, live on video and in podcasts. I'm not the greatest speaker in the world. I'm not. But I'm working to be each and every single day. Each and every single day. I can't give anybody else but the truth. And the truth is that I don't know anybody else's life. I only know mine. I only know mine. I only know why my military career didn't go the way I wanted to go. I only know why my first marriage didn't go the way that I wanted to go. I don't know why my family didn't succeed in the places that I thought they should succeed in. I don't know why I didn't come from a, pl- a place of generational wealth. I don't. I, I can tell you about eating top ramen and going and sleeping. Man, I can tell you about all the pain and the parts that suck. But I can tell you the results of it as well. I can tell you about character building. I can tell you about the will to win, the fight, the drive, perseverance, resiliency. I can tell you about not giving up even when the world is putting as much weight on you and leaning on you as much as it possibly can. But you have to understand that it's okay to bend, but not break. Don't break. Don't break. You have to keep going, ladies and gentlemen. The only way to keep going, especially in today's time, this is what we need more now of than anything. Authentic people willing to get in the fight and have the drive and the will to win and be willing to look themselves in the eye in that mirror each and every single day and come to reconcile with who they are, good or bad. Recognize who you are right now in this time. And if you need to get better, get better. If you need to get better, get better. There's no better time than now. This is what I realize each and every single day. As I get older and older in this life, as years and years go by, I have to understand that time is running out. Life is finite. It will end. So what am I willing to do right now to make sure that life is the best that I can have it right now? And it's okay if everybody don't believe in it. It's okay if everybody don't go with you. It's okay because the fight is not theirs. It's yours. The fight is yours, is uniquely yours. And the only way that you can get through the fight is if you are if you be authentically you, period. That doesn't mean be callous and heartless towards people because they don't believe in your dream. No, just understand that the path that you're on wasn't meant for them. The path that you're on wasn't meant for them. It was meant for you. <sighs> Man, I've been waiting to get that out for a long time. A long time. Man, I promise you this. Charles Johnson ain't going to be nobody else but Charles Johnson. I can't be nobody else but me because I don't know how to be anybody else. Can't be rich because I don't know what rich feel like because I'm not rich. Can't be Jeff Bezos. Can't be Elon Musk. Can't be President Obama. Can't be President Joe Biden or Trump. Whatever other president, other other politician you want to name because I'm me. Charles Johnson, April 5th, 1987, born in Syracuse, New York, moved to Fairfoot, Alabama, 
failed in every grade I went through in school. Went to summer school every year I was in school. Repeated 11th grade twice. Thank God I went and found some discipline at the King's Ranch, the boys' home, in Chelsea, Alabama, Wilsonville, Alabama, and made something of myself when I got out and joined the Army, and now I am where I am today. That's my life. Born a premature baby, been fighting to be in this world and fighting to be a part of it every single day uh, since I was born. And that's all I can be. Can't be anybody else. And you're not going to get anybody else. I promise you that. I promise you that. But I promise you this. I'm going to be the best version of me that I can possibly be. And I just pray and wish that you promise me that you're going to be the best version of you. Even if you don't succeed at it each and every single day, try. Try. It's okay. It's okay to fail, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe we need to say that more often. You're not going to be great at everything that you go out here and do, but you're never going to be no you're never going to know if you're not great or if you're great at it if you never try. Sometimes you need to get in the thick of it and figure out if you're really as good as you say you are. Sometimes you need to figure out if you can put up or shut up. Sometimes you need to figure out if you can lift up that weight that you've been claiming that you can lift this entire time. Prove it to yourself. So that way, when you speak on it, you can speak with confidence to let people know, like, I've been through it. But I'm here. I'm still here. And that goes for wins and losses. Yes, I've won Super Bowls, but I've lost, I've lost more Super Bowls than I've won. It's okay to acknowledge your failures. That's what has made you who you are. Like I said earlier, everybody has a unique front, foot fingerprint. The same goes with life. Sure, you may cut your hand and do something to your fingerprint, but it's still uniquely yours. The same goes with life. Things may happen. You may backslide. You may experience some hardship, some trauma in life, but it's still uniquely yours. Now, how you decide to go about changing it is entirely up to you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done so already, please take this time to make me part of your daily routine and add me to your podcast list. You can add me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Radio Public, and many, many other podcast platforms. You can find me at thegrindishard.com. You can find me at Smart on Instagram. The same thing, the same username for TikTok. Please go follow me on TikTok. You can also find our merchandise at thegrindishard.com. You can also go to thecharlesjohnson.com to get information about me, where I come from, my upbringing, or book me for motivational speaking. Ladies and gentlemen, you all are awesome, amazing, wonderful human beings. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. Have a good one. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow that stuff for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. For the record, for the record, for the for the record, for the record, for the record, for the record, for the record. Been a little too nice to y'all. Now I got a up price for y'all. Snake eyes on dice for y'all. Shoulders on ice for y'all. Frozen. A6 all the hay. I won't get involved today. Got lost in the ball and age. I'm flipping the bars. I'm flipping the flipping the flipping. 
popping up. On record, off record, I still count wins when they got it. On record, off record, I let them take advantage. I was wildin'. On record, off record deals. Tell them talk to Colin for the quote. On record, off record, I still want to act, not the ghost. Running through it with the young and blooming. Tell the less impressions. I'm succumbing to it. I've been giving yeses when I shouldn't do it. I complete objective, but the moves are elusive and I'm barely moving. But I'm still gon' boost them. I can't work on winners when I know you're losing. So I put the winners and they throw the deuces. Guess I have to pick a shooting the bazookas for the facts. I need racks, paper cash, fuck a tax. That's a joke. Tell them laugh. Uncle Sam, fuck out the bag. Brody plot, we get a whack. Contract, give me them packs. I got lab on my back. You ain't that. Then it's whoa, 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 whoa. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow that stuff for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. For the record, for the record, yeah. For the, for the record.